20 minutes a day, 365 days a year. This is the Pack a Day Podcast. What is up, Green Bay Packers fans? Welcome back to another edition of the Pack a Day Podcast. I am your host, Jacob Morley. You can find me on Twitter at Jacob Morley. I typically am joined by my right hand man in Ross Uglum. But Ross is not with us today as he is out golfing in a Memorial Day golf tournament. Um, So he will not be here, but we have a great show lined up regardless. And on the topic of Memorial Day, I understand when you will be listening to this, it will be Tuesday. Um, But right now it is Memorial Day and I do want to give a shout out to all of the people um, in our armed forces I know Memorial Day is about honoring those who pay the ultimate sacrifice uh, so we could enjoy the things that we get to enjoy, like golfing in a golf tournament or enjoying watching football or enjoying just talking to each other about football or whatever it may be. Um, so I do want to give a shout out to you know not only the men and women who did pay the ultimate sacrifice, but those that were affected by it, you know, lots of families out there who... Um, when they send, you know, their son or daughter off to war, uh, they don't come back, unfortunately. And that is, you know, a lifetime, a lifetime of emotional, you know, effects, a lifetime of that person no longer being with you and with your family. So uh, let us not forget why we celebrate um, Memorial Day every year. Uh, but let's talk about some Green Bay Packers news. 12 Watch. What is Aaron Rodgers up to today? No idea. We have no clue. Nothing new uh, has come out of the Aaron Rodgers saga, the Aaron Rodgers watch. And uh, so we're just going to act like nothing's going on because in my eyes, nothing is going on. And for today's show, we're going to operate underneath the premise that Aaron Rodgers will be the quarterback of the Green Bay Packers. And truth be told, there's no news until he isn't. Guys, he's gonna be he's going to be the he's gonna be the quarterback for the Packers. I I will be shocked if he is not. Now, I don't know about two years from now, but next year I just don't see any way that he makes it out of Green Bay. Enough of that. So today's topic. We are gonna talk about which players on this current roster, which young player, if they take a step forward, if they you know, develop beyond what they are right now. Which player, if you had to pick one on offense and you had to pick a player on defense as well, which one taking that step to becoming a bona fide, above average, good, a good football player, a good to very good football player? Which guy, if they took that step on offense and if they took that step on defense, Which one would make this team the best version of itself? So as I was thinking about this, I I went to other people, other other Packers minds, and asked them that same question. And there are six names on my list. I think everyone kind of has the same thought process. Um, I talked to Andy of the Pack-A-Day podcast. I talked to Jacob Westendorf of Game On Wisconsin. Uh, Peter Bukowski of Packer Report and Locked on Packers. And then I also talked to the co-host of this very podcast, Ross Uglum, and and wanted to hear what those guys had to say. And we will start with the offense. And what is interesting to me 
is nobody mentioned a tight end in this group. And I, I do want to I do want to address that because I think the Packers have really promising young tight end prospects on this roster. I think I think Big Bob Tunyon could even make another jump. Um, but he's already good. He's already good to above average good. And so when you look at guys like Jay Sternberger, you look at guys like Josiah DeGuara, like them taking that step would be super beneficial for this team, no doubt about it. But compared to a guy like MVS or Alan Lazard making a step and becoming that bona fide number two wide receiver option on this team that this Packers team does not already have, that's when I think you can start saying, okay, so the ceiling may be higher if one of those guys becomes a legit stud. So let's start there with those two guys. And before I give you the final the final answer on who basically we all agreed with would be the best player to make this team the best version of themselves. So MVS and Alan Lazard. A case can be made for either of those, either of those players, that if they develop and they become the guy beside Devontae Adams that can catch 70 balls, can go for 1,200 yards and 8 to 10 touchdowns. That guy that has kind of had to be a collective presence on this Packers team the last couple of years, um, the MVS and Lazard put together have kind of been a really nice two option. But if one of those guys can step forward, so let's look at MVS first. What does what does MVS look like if he takes a step forward and, be, and, and gets rid of the drops, becomes a more complete threat, short to intermediate as well, not just kind of the three-point shooter off the bench? And I think when you see that paired with Devontae Adams, you pair that with Devontae Adams and what he can do, and Devontae can do anything, right? So now you have MVS who – Okay, we're going to press this guy at the line of scrimmage. Well, you're going to get beat over the top then. You need to put someone over the top. Okay, well, what are you going to do on 17 side? Because he already needs to be bracketed. So I think with MVS, yes, him taking that step forward. I mean, you're talking about uh, MVS, Devontae, uh, Bob Tanyan, uh, Aaron Jones, A.J. Dillon. I mean, this, this offense is loaded. You know, Aaron Rodgers doesn't have any weapons, but he does. He has lots. Um, so... One of these guys stepping up, though, and becoming that dude uh, could be that. So that's kind of MVS. And then you have Lazard as kind of a third option. And I think I think that'd be really great, right? You, you talk about an explosive offense. You talk about the number one scoring offense in the NFL last year. That'd be fantastic. You know, if MVS all of a sudden turns into this 1,200-yard receiver uh, that can take the top off of the defense and also be a chain mover. That's great. But the idea – and and I am going to go ahead and say if Alan Lazard takes that step forward, if Alan Lazard becomes the bona fide number two option, I think that takes this offense to to a new a new height. And the thought process behind this that the guys and I kind of talked about was, okay, so let's say Alan Lazard does take that jump. Alan Lazard takes a jump where you have to – you have to start accounting for him. He's starting to gobble up some of these targets that are kind of just on the table because Devontae is being bracketed. And he, you know, he goes for 75 touchdowns, uh, 1,257 yards, nine touchdowns. That's great because Devontae is going to do Devontae things. And then if MVS stays, stays exactly the same, MVS stays the player that he is right now, the guy uh, that has led the NFL in yards per catch, the guy that is a big play waiting to happen, 
the guy that also drops some big plays, yes. But if he can be that guy where he has that type of skill set already that is going to keep him employed in the NFL for a very long time, if you can keep, if you can let him be that third option, let him come in and do the one thing that he does honestly as well as anybody in the NFL right now, and that is get behind NFL defense. If you let him be that guy, let Alan Lazard eat, let Devontae Adams eat, and then you and then we're we're banking on Big Bob Tanyan being able to come back and, and replicate at least somewhat of what he did last year, and then sprinkle in, you know, Jace making that third year jump. Who, by the way, Jace talking to him just a, a week ago, he's coming in 12, 13 pounds heavier of muscle, feeling better than he's ever felt in his career. The man's feeling great. And if you go back and look at his career trajectory, he comes in and he's a rookie, right? Tight ends as a rookie, not great. Just not great. Second year, he comes in. He has COVID immediately in a weird offseason already where he didn't really get to make those second year types of improvements that guys make. This is honestly, this is the first offseason Jay Sternberger has had that he just gets to go out and get better at being being a football player and not have to worry about COVID protocols, not have to worry about being sick at the beginning of training camp. And that was basically the message I told him. Stay healthy. Just stay healthy, man. His time's going to come. I I am 100% in on that. I am expecting big gains from him. But the tight end position, I feel like, in in this offense is going to get theirs, no matter who's out there. Now, if Jay steps up, if DeGuara steps up, then – you know, will we start seeing different packages? Maybe, maybe so. But I think this offense being the best version of itself is Alan Lazard becoming a, le- a legitimate threat opposite of Devontae Adams. And then you have Tanyan staying as he is, MVS staying as he is. And and mind you, guys never stay as they are, right? They get better, they get worse. And so there'll be some variation of that, of course, across the offense. But for this exercise, we're going to talk about that. So I think the consensus for us is Alan Lazard is the guy. If you want this offense to improve from within on what they did last year. Oh, and by the way, last year was really good, historically good. But if you want them to get better, Alan Lazard is kind of the key that I think unlocks all of that. The the straw that stirs the drink, if you will. I think a sneaky name on this list that we haven't talked about, but that I threw out there and, and some of the guys are kind of like, yeah is you talk about Big Elton Jenkins. Well, Jake, he's already practically an all-pro. Yeah. Yeah, he is. But let's talk about him taking the next jump, taking another step in year three. What does that look like? I mean, he's so good already that that looks like him being a – and I don't throw this around lightly. That looks like him being a Hall of Fame caliber offensive lineman. A, a guy a guy that I think of is like a Will Shields in Kansas City who you could put that dude anywhere and he was going to play at an all-pro level. So you look at Elton Jenkins. Okay, so this offense to operate at its highest capacity, if if David Bakhtiari is not healthy at the beginning of the year or you know if it takes him till week six to kind of knock off some of the rust, Elton Jenkins holding it down and playing the left tackle position at a high level might not only be might not be a just a bonus, it might be a necessity for this offense. 
So when you look at guys taking the head that another jump, Elton might be a guy that, that needs to. And that's asking a lot for a guy that is already one of the best young players at his position in the NFL. But he has it within him to do that. And he just seems like that type of guy. And, and it is and it is wild to say. But another jump from Elton Jenkins is we will be talking probably multiple all pros if he could stay healthy. And, and I don't want to put the cart in front of the horse, but another step forward with health 10 years from now, he could be mentioned as a Hall of Fame type player. He has that type of ability. Um, so that'd be a lot of fun. That would be a lot of fun, especially because Bakhtiari, with all of his All-Pros, he's starting to kind of accumulate. He's starting to knock on that Hall of Fame-type career door as well, which is wild. Uh, moving on to the defense. This is the this is what we talked about all offseason until the Aaron Rodgers news, and it seemingly has gone to the wayside. Nobody talks about it anymore. Oh, the defense, is it going to be any good? We were all mad about Joe Barry because we didn't know who he was. <laughs> Nobody knew who he was, and those of us that that did know who he was were underwhelmed. And as soon as the draft came around with the the atomic bomb that 12 dropped on the world, essentially, we have stopped talking about the defense. But one thing we always mentioned with this defense last year under Mike Patton, it's it's not bad as far as talent. This defense is loaded with young talent. That was part of the frustration with Mike Patton. And part of, I guess, the the silver lining, the hope that you can look at with Joe Barry now as the defensive coordinator, because Mike Pettin wasn't, and I've said this, Mike Pettin was not making calls that other defensive coordinators wouldn't make. He was making calls that just in the in the wrong times, in in wrong in his situational football, it wasn't good, and. Obviously, we're going to point to the Tampa Bay game with Kevin King getting beat over the top. That's really bad situational football, but that wasn't the first case of bad situational football that we saw from this defense under Mike Patton. So with Joe Barry coming in, I think the hope is can, you know, it's going to be the same philosophy. It's going to be, can we, can we slow them down? Can we get some turnovers? Can we kind of just try to stop the bleeding? That's kind of how you play defense in the NFL these days. We're going to see a lot of soft coverage. But with Joe Barry, I think the upgrade that we can hope for is will he be better situationally? Will he have better calls on third down? Will he be better in the red zone? Will he be better in the two-minute you know, drill? Stuff like that. That's the hope that I'm holding out for him because you've heard it. You heard it on yesterday's show with Fennel and Andy. He's not going to call a lot of – I mean, it's not going to look that different. So – there, there are some players on here that I think, you know, will look oh, – I'll just uh, – people are hoping that Josh Jackson becomes a good player under Joe Barry. I just don't understand why. Why will he? They're not going to be playing a lot different unless they use him in a different capacity, which, hey, they may. They may do that. Um, but Joe Barry was someone that was – or not Joe Barry, Josh Jackson was someone that was thrown out as – for this defense to be the best version of themselves, that means Josh Jackson becomes an above-average corner on the outside. And yeah, that would be awesome. That would be fantastic if he if he lived up to his potential. And his potential's high. He's a very talented football player that just has not put it together. So maybe a change of scenery, maybe just a change of scenery amongst the, some of the coaching staff will do him good. 
but he's still getting coached by Jerry Gray. He's, you know, he, he, he's still going to be playing his own heavy scheme. So I don't know why I, it's just, it's hard for me to say, I, I'm going to put any stock in him being any better. I hope I'm wrong. I, I hope I'm wrong because I, I love Josh Jackson coming out. I still hold out hope. I thought Josh Jackson was was fine last year when he did get to play. I thought he was just as good as Kevin King. Um, so th- there's that. And I guess that's where I guess you can say, well, maybe the light comes on for him. Maybe it does. Maybe it does. Um, and if and if he is good, I that'd be great. But I think the other guys on this list make this defense better if they hit just because I think now at the cornerback position, there are options. There's Eric Stokes is in the mix. Um, Kevin King, we know what he is. And I, I know that this team can win a Super Bowl with him as their starting cornerback. Hey, everyone. I want to tell you about Blue Wire Hustle, a brand new program where you can host your very own podcast here at Blue Wire. Hustle was created to give everyone the opportunity to take your podcast to the next level. Or if you want to host a podcast and just don't know where to start, Hustle is the perfect place for you. As part of the program, you'll receive personal cover art, Q&As with Blue Wire's top podcasters, access to our community Discord, and an e-learning course full of tips and tricks. And on top of that, we'll help you get your show pushed out to Apple, Spotify, Google, Stitcher, and all other listening platforms. And the best part is, you can get all of this for only $15 a month, the same rate as any other hosting site would charge you just for the initial setup. So whether you're starting from scratch or have an existing show that you want to grow, Hustle is an open door to leveling up your sports experience. Acceptance into the program is limited, so get your application in today. To apply, go to bwhustle.com join. Check out the description box to find out more, but that's bwhustle.com join. Okay, now that everyone just in their head said, what the heck are you talking about? He basically lost the Packers the chance at the Super Bowl. Yeah, he did. But he also was starting on a defense that got them to that position. And truth truth be told, if the offense would have done their job, they would have won that game. So you can win a Super Bowl with Kevin King as your starting cornerback. And that may happen. That may happen for this Packers team next year. So the other guys I want to talk about are Darnell Savage, Rashawn Gary, and Kingsley Kiki. All right. Two names I think most people um, have kind of pegged to take that, that jump and, and become become stars in this league, become bona fide superstars in this league. Savage is, is knocking on the door. I think if you watch the way he played in the last nine games of the season last year, if he puts together a full season like that, he's gonna be we're gonna be talking all pro for him. We're gonna be talking Pro Bowl. Um, going to be talking recognition league-wide, even though Jair still doesn't get recognition league-wide, so maybe he won't. But Darnell Savage, to me, if he takes a step forward, um, he is a guy that offers a skill set that is not in the back end of this defense. He is he is the rangiest guy. He is the, the, the biggest ball hawk on this defense. Um, he can, you know, you just watch the way he flies around on the back end. And there's just no one else like that. Adrian Amos is a fantastic football player, but that's not, that's not his style of play. So when I look at Darnell Savage and I say, okay, you're going to play him in that star role. Can you want to move him around? You want to play him in the slot. You want to play him deep. You want to move him up towards the line of scrimmage. That's, that's great. That's great. And I think if he is put in that position to do that, 
we're looking at a guy that can be making plays all over the field. And him operating at his fullest capacity could be a very special thing. I mean, you're talking him at his fullest capacity is Buda Baker, is is the Honey Badger, Tyron Matthew, Kansas City. That That's the type of player that he is. And just a guy that when he's on the field, you have to account for 26 every time he's on the field. And for me, that that would be a, a, my 1B pick, my 1B pick. Um, my 1A pick is going to be one of either Rashawn Gary or Kingsley Kiki. And Rashawn Gary is is the other guy that everyone's waiting on to take another step. And another step for Gary is scary. I just rhymed that on purpose. But you look at a guy last year who he's still winning with just pure athleticism. He still has some technique, some hand placement type issues that I think are getting better and better. And if he figures that part of his game out, the kind of the the mental aspect of what it is to be a pass rusher, the the deconstruction of the man trying to block you the entire game. I mean, it's a chess match the entire game. And if he can figure that part out, and it looks like he is, he's going to be an absolute monster off the edge. And the, the case I think you can make for Gary taking a step forward and being the guy to take this defense to new heights is if Rashawn Gary does take that step forward, if Zadarius is Zadarius, and then if Preston Smith, who by all accounts looks much better this year in OTAs and mini camps than he did last year, if he can return to that 2019 form, you have three pass rushers that will meet at the quarterback often. And if you have three guys that can do it like they they can, it may not matter what Darnell Savage is doing on the back end because the, the quarterback's just not going to have time to breathe. And and so I, I can totally see the case for people saying like, yeah, if Rashawn Gary hits, like there it is, boom, that's that's the Packers' ticket to having a Super Bowl defense. And and maybe I just maybe I'm doing this just to be cute. I don't know, but I'm taking Kingsley Kiki as my guy. That if he steps up, if he makes a jump, that is this defense's path to being the best version of themselves. And it may, it, it probably is just because there's not much else at that position. You have Kenny Clark, and then at the Packers are really banking on Kiki staying healthy and getting better. Because if he turns into a guy that can get you six, seven sacks, 60 pressures in a season, that's going to open up things for Kenny Clark. That's going to open up things for these pass rushers. That's going to open up things for guys like Darnell Savage, Jair Alexander, Adrian Amos on the back end. And so that's why, to me, it's kind of like, you know, there's, there is a, there's a blockage in the stream. And you got to – or that's, that's a – God, that's a terrible analogy. That's gross. Uh, it's like that game, Kerplunk. You pull the pull that right. You got to pull the right stick out. All the marbles are falling down. And if Kiki can, if Kingsley can be that guy, that's what this defense is going to look like. If they can just get him to step up and play next to Kenny Clark at a, at a level that is above average, that is good. And the thing with Joe Barry is he he likes those guys. He likes those one gap penetrators, and that is who Kingsley is. And if he can stay healthy and do that all year, if he can give the Packers good numbers, I think it's going to open up everything for these guys on defense. It's going to open up things more than Rashawn Gary being an elite pass rusher. It's going to open up things more than Darnell Savage uh, being an elite safety in this league. It's going to open up things more than Jair being the best cornerback in the league. That's what this defense is missing. It's going to open up things for those, you know, the like you know, the average inside linebackers that the Packers have. 
it might make guys like you just just wait if if Kingsley Kiki and Kenny Clark can both stay healthy and play at a high level. Watch how good Chris Barnes and Kamal Martin look, and that's kind of the Packers' philosophy. So I know they're banking on it, and they need them to. Yeah, and it it will be a an absolute wild ride to watch in training camp because as we talk about this, and as I was talking to the guys about this, there are a lot of players on this Packers roster that you can point to and say, wow, if that guy steps up, this could really be something. This this team, and say what you want about Brian Gutenkus right now, he's in the news for a lot of reasons that, you know, whatever. He has assembled a talented young roster. He really has. So you can look at this roster and say it's loaded, and you're not wrong. It is loaded. And the scary thing is we're picking one guy that could step up. What if all of them do? What if all of these guys get better? I know that's not typically the case, but teams that win the Super Bowl, that usually is. You know, when a team wins the Super Bowl, you can look at the young guys on their roster and, you know, they kind of caught lightning in a bottle and all those guys played well at the right time or did take that second, third year jump at the right time. So that could very well be this Packers team because they have the horses in the stable to do it. So we will see. It's going to be a lot of fun, you know, hopefully more fun than what we've been having lately. Hopefully that, you know, the drama stuff can get behind us and we can just sit here and talk about the most obscure names throughout training camp and just nerd out like we love to do. Um, that is what I'm hoping for. That, that is uh, the next time I talk to you guys, which will be two weeks from today. I hope that is the case. I hope we're just talking about offseason training activities. We're talking about some young guy who uh, is in the best shape of his life, which I kind of gave you a, a taste of that already with uh, my Jace comments, but it's true. He's in the best shape of his life. He's ready to come in here and, and take the league over. So uh, we will talk about that stuff. We will cover all of that stuff. Um, guys, also, you know, thank you so much for listening. I know it's a down period right now of the NFL season. So those of you that are showing up every single day and listening to us talk about our favorite team, appreciate you guys. And uh, until next time, go Pack Go. Go.